When I say the words emotional eating, what comes to mind for you? Is it a feeling, a visual, a type of food? And is the connotation negative? Is it something that only sad, upset women do? I'm Nadia Felsch, nutritionist and intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. In this episode, I'll be exploring emotional eating with the intention to better define it, shift away from the binary and moral perspectives on it, and provide additional tools for your intuitive eating journey. For the past few months, my husband and I have developed a Friday night ritual. It starts like most of them do. We did something, we spoke about how we enjoyed it, and, you know, considered shall we repeat it. And the ritual is we order Thai takeaway and we mix up the dishes. We hop into PJs, we get on the couch, and we line up two to three episodes of our favorite shows. Ted Lasso is up front and center. By the way, do yourself a favor and check it out. We eat. Sometimes we eat more than is entirely comfortable. We revel in the specialness of it. We enjoy each other's company, the food, the entertainment. We look forward to this. We plan for it. This is emotional eating. As is the Saturday morning croissant and coffee we often have, the spinach dish that I made recently in an attempt to recreate my grandmother's version didn't work. (laughs) And I could describe a bunch more experiences like this. I think you could too. So now what do you think of emotional eating? Is it more than your first thoughts? Is it the spectrum of emotion experienced actually more expansive than just negative emotions? Maybe not negative at all. Is emotional eating actually subjective and personal to you? This is the critical aspect that we need to address up front on this topic. Emotional eating is not inherently problematic. Again, emotional eating is not inherently problematic. In fact, very often eating itself as an experience is emotional. So why don't we label all experiences as such? I would offer we don't because of societal conditioning, and that includes moral judgments about types of foods we may eat, in particular emotional states, and the underlying reality that so many of us have been led to believe that eating is not okay or eating enough and enjoying it is not okay, which is where shame can enter the picture, but we'll come back to that. For now, let's dive into four areas to consider if it does feel for you that you are emotionally eating. And I mean emotionally eating in the sense here of eating past comfortable fullness and in a disconnected way from your body. So the first area to explore here is, is this really a signal to you that something else is going on? Are there some challenging feelings that you're sitting with and maybe not wanting to feel? Is there hard stuff happening in your life and within you? The second area is considering where your supportive self-care is at when this is happening. And when I say self-care, I mean your sleep, your regular eating pattern, your stress management, because 
Everything in life is harder if the basics, because they are basics, are not accessible to you. For more on this, listen to episode five, where I dive into self-care. The third area to consider is, is this emotional eating experience actually the result of restriction? So you eating, you know, with that sense of fury and chaos, which I, I acknowledge can feel icky and heavy. Is that really though you responding to a restriction of food? Now, this could be unintentional restriction, but it also could be a rebellious response to dieting, to intentional restriction. The fourth area to explore, to dive into for yourself is, could the emotional eating experience be a way that you know helps you cope? So in this sense, it's actually a tool. And what is it like to imagine being grateful for this tool? Because what if you didn't have it? Eating is emotional. Often our discomfort with feeling emotions and the full spectrum of emotions is maybe what's more on show if eating is disconnected in some way for us. It's nothing broken or shameful about it or about you because I know you are doing your best. I'm actually incredibly glad that many of my clients have and have had food to lean on in difficult times throughout their lives. And I also support them to find more tools beyond food because emotional eating is only of concern when eating is the only tool that one has to support them through challenging times or uplifting times. Because now we have two things going on. We have two problems, the original concern, the difficult emotion, and we have disconnected eating that also doesn't feel great. This also extends to the experiences that I shared earlier. If the only way I knew how to feel excitement and celebration is through food, that's also of concern. We all need a variety of tools for coping, for feeling, for experiencing And if food is your go-to, that means that it works in some way, but you can work towards adding more tools to your toolkit. Again, there's nothing wrong with you for leaning on food to cope. And it's also okay to want more options as well. So first of all, can you identify what emotions bring about this desire to eat emotionally for you? For many folks, it's boredom. For some, it's anxiety, celebration. I definitely know I've done that. Procrastination, excitement, maybe a reward after something that you don't really want or something you do. Is it self-soothing? From a personal and professional perspective, I really want to say I think it's common to struggle with feeling feelings. And that's where the right counseling or therapy can be immensely valuable. If you've experienced any kind of trauma, I'm going to say this is essential to receive the right support to process it. Because as I mentioned earlier, emotional eating may be a flag to you that something much deeper that requires care and support is sitting there. And if that doesn't resonate, maybe sitting with your feelings and sitting in the discomfort of that is a skill all of its own and something that may also require additional support to learn how to get okay with that. 
Besides sitting with your feelings, another aspect that you can explore is self-nurturing tools. And I would really offer to start with what you know, what helps you to feel good besides eating. Listening to your favorite music, listening to podcasts, walking outside, sitting outside, playing with your pets, asking for a hug, calling people you love, having a massage, meditating, taking a bath, looking at a beautiful view. I also want to offer for you to meet any shame that you have surrounding emotional eating behavior with self-compassion and with curiosity, because this can support you to support yourself by first acknowledging what is actually happening and then allowing you to engage the resourcefulness and the pursuit of those other tools, the self-nurturing when it's needed. Because honestly, how is shitting all over yourself working out? For the notes from this episode, including ways to work with me and receive my support as you explore emotional eating, head to my website, nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast. Alternatively, you'll find the link in your podcast player. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. If you'd like to get in touch with me, learn about my current group program offerings and client availability, the best way to do that is via my website, www.nadiafelsch.com. You'll also find my Facebook group, Food and Body Freedom, and on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at Nadia Felsch.